0: Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show.
1: Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. Although today we're talking about Medicare, this is part of our Medicare series, and I've brought Nancy Toll here, and she has a few things that are quite interesting about her. But, uh, Nancy, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Jeremy. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you could make it out, especially love, too, that we're, uh, we're live in person, which is uh, fun.
2: Face to face. Exactly.
1: I love it. Good. Well, I, I before I get into Medicare, i got to ask you a few things. You were part of selling cookies for a fundraiser that's a amazing long,
2: a long time ago a while
1: ago but i thought that was a great uh, connection tell tell me about that
2: i started out in, at about 25 years old as a fundraising salesperson and went all around uh, milwaukee metro area selling fundraising products to schools mm-hmm. the person you love to hate okay that's and right. <laughs> i always give people a general Apology for making all those kids come to their door and sell them, selling them pizzas and cheese and candy bars.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's fun. Kids, uh, my kids are uh, two girls. I got two girls. They're both in Girl Scouts. So just last night was the first day of uh, Girl Scout cookie selling. And so they got to uh, create their video to put on Facebook because now it's a lot of, you know, Facebook selling and then the door to door too. But no, it's great stuff. The schools need the money and the kids get to learn something. Exactly. And there's adults out there that are uh, making that all happen.
2: And I used to go in and do hour-long presentations to the kids on safe selling. Yes, that's important, too. Selling without feeling pushy.
1: Right. Now, what was your favorite, uh, I guess, product out there What that you're... The, the cookies, the pizzas, what was it?
2: I actually worked for 10 years for Merck's cheese, okay. which has a fabulous reputation mm-hmm. and some schools would fight over which groups within the school got to sell the pizza, which month of the year. Gotcha. That was a great product to have.
1: Oh, fun. Awesome. Well, enough about uh, fundraising and food, although we could, that's, that's fun stuff. You've become a Medicare insurance agent. Tell, tell me about that.
2: It was a late in life career change. Um, uh, my life kind of fell apart. I went through a divorce, mm-hmm. and nine weeks after the divorce, my ex-husband died. Oh, my goodness. And I was left with uh, a lot of debt and a lot of problems. I ended up going back to college at fifty five years old, came out of college with a degree, and nobody would hire me. Oh geez. And um, I always said I would never sell insurance mm-hmm. ever and we gotta be careful about what we say because that's where I ended up, and I love every minute of it. Yeah, just love it because it's such a confusing place right now, whether you're under 65 or over 65, how does it work, how do you get it? There's so much conflicting information, and I say I have uh, job security Mm because people need me as long as it's complicated.
1: And it certainly is a complicated, that's, that's amazing. Good for you for uh, taking that tough part of your life and turning it into a positive, especially with getting your, your college degree. My mom, well, my mom and dad, they went to school for two years of college and then they, he joined the army, got married. And then my mom did not get her college degree until she was around 40 or so. Mm -hmm. And then just got her master's degree a few years back. I think maybe around closer to 60 perhaps, but that's just, that's just great. It's amazing.
2: It's completely different from when you're 18, 19 years old. I went for two years back then also Yeah, and uh, finished at 55.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, some people talk about the four-year plan or five-year plan. You know the... 40-year plan. 40-year plan (laughs) is fine enough too. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, speaking of complicated, uh, I think we got connected a few mutual friends uh, through LinkedIn, even though you're just down the road here, not too far away from our, our office. And one thing that you had said to me is, as a Medicare insurance agent, you specialize in the tough cases. And so what's interesting about that is a lot of people, I I see kind of almost two tactics that people take. Where people approach 65 and they just think, this is just normal, nothing's a big deal, and I'm going to just sign up for kind of whatever. And then I'd see other people that get 47 booklets in the mail, and they think it's their entire job to read through every single one of the 47 booklets, and so they almost go the opposite end of it. They take on way too much work, and they add a lot of complexity out there. So let, let's talk about what would you call a, a tough case, like things that are maybe out of the ordinary that people should be reaching out to you about?
2: I think the biggest question in a lot of people's minds is they generally say, I need a supplement, but they're in their mind, there is differences in what is a supplement. Uh, There is an Advantage Plan that people call supplements. There's a supplement or Medigap that people call supplements. And what's right for each person varies. It's not a married couple, they both have to have the same thing. It's based on, my tagline is, health, income, and lifestyle. And that's how they should determine which way to go. The other big question is when to go. Everything that you read from Medicare will say you have to sign up at 65. You don't. You absolutely don't. People will ask me 12 times, are you sure? Mm -hmm. Because all my friends are telling me I have to sign up for at 65 if you have creditable insurance through an employer, you do not need to sign up.
1: Yeah, I hear that all the time. Oh, I have to, I have to. No, the answer is not have to. The answer is maybe probably. You probably do, especially for uh, one part of it called Part A, because it's free. So it's kind of like, why not sign up for Part A for for free? Although there's other reasons not to (laughs) as well too. But uh, you use the term creditable coverage, And it's interesting because uh, when I read it through, I felt probably 100 people sign up for Medicare, Social Security, things like that. They always talk about, do you have group health coverage? I'm like, can they just explain that a little bit better? Because somebody retires and they might think, oh, my retiree health coverage, that counts. No, it doesn't. What, What counts as creditable coverage?
2: Creditable coverage is essentially with a drug plan it has to be as good or better than Medicare. And since the age of Obamacare, employee plans have gone through the roof price-wise, so a lot of employers have reduced the coverages in certain areas. If they reduce the coverage in the drug side and it's not as good as Medicare or better, it's not credible, and they may be fined. Mm and they won't know unless they go through the process.
1: Right, now that's the drug side, what about just kind of the general health insurance side?
2: The health insurance side, your plan has to offer preventative care at no cost, it has to offer a physical at no cost, and it has to have a maximum out-of-pocket risk. If it doesn't have those components, it's not credible. Mm When Obamacare came out and the prices skyrocketed, many pe- many companies rolled out plans that they call health insurance that are not. Mm. So some people have those plans, even the Christian ministry plans, right, that yep. may not be credible. And if they wait after their 65th birthday and that's the type of plan they have, or their employer's offering that type of plan, they get a fine for the rest of their lives
1: yeah that's uh and then you usually don't find that out like the first month where it's a small fine you usually find that out years down the road and it, uh, correct me if i'm wrong it's basically 10 percent extra per year that you forgot to sign up is that about right
2: it's different in different cases because mm-hmm. it depends on if you have a and not b or right. a and b so I don't even talk about what the amount is gonna be, it's just gonna be a painful fine.
1: Right, it's 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 more than it should be, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, That's interesting, because a lot of people say, oh, I've got the, uh, I've got COBRA, well, that doesn't count. I've got retiree coverage, uh, that doesn't count. Uh, you mentioned the Christian ministry plans. A lot of people uh, look at that and see that, oh, I can, it's a cheaper or it's a different way to go. That's a cost-sharing plan. When you uh, sign up with a plan, which is often through a Christian ministry, that you're cost sharing and medical costs, that is not insurance. So that definitely doesn't count. But I'd say the number one things where people show up and have the confusion, it seems like is, no, it's active employment. Like you have to get your health insurance from an employer that you or your spouse is working for today, not last month, not last year, like today, this month, you have health insurance through somebody's active employment. That's what counts.
2: And that key word there is active. Just about a month ago, I had a woman contact me and her employer, which was a school district, um, laid her off, but gave her coverage for a year. Mm -hmm. That was not credible. Right. So she signed up for Medicare January 1st and will not get coverage until July
1: 1st. Yeah, because she missed her her window, Mm -hmm. her initial window. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's complicated. it's easy to mess up
1: well i i was going to ask you i'm still going to ask you when should someone perhaps realize that their situation is not typical Is not kind of normal you sign up at 65. it sounds like just never make any assumptions at all you should just always ask somebody like nancy take a look at this
2: yes i often say friends don't let friends sign up alone and there's i'm kind of in a quandary why the federal government is advertising and saying go to medicare.gov and sign yourself up. Because there's so many pitfalls of doing that yourself, especially in the drug plans.
1: hmm yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, how your health, your income, your lifestyle affect your decision. Let's just talk about each of those. How would your health affect your decision on supplement versus advantage? That's kind of the biggest overall decision.
2: And that's an hour conversation. There you go. But in the short term, I tell people if you're dealing with a progressive illness, Mm -hmm. these are my words, not Medicare or CMS, Centers for Medicare. If you're dealing with a progressive illness like Parkinson's or MS, or you're in the middle of cancer treatment Mm -hmm. when you're going into Medicare, it's a no-brainer that a supplement is gonna save you the most money and the most headaches. Mm -hmm. If you are very healthy, you go to the doctor once or twice a year for a checkup, you might have one or two or three maintenance drugs, a supplement is going to cost you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But there's also, when I say lifestyle, if someone is traveling the entire United States never ever wants to have to check a network, then you're a supplemental candidate also. Yeah. So everyone's different, and it, it is a combination of those three questions. Yeah. Health, income, lifestyle. If someone's coming off of an employer plan that covered a 100%, they might not feel comfortable going to an Advantage plan for $27 because they're gonna question the validity of it. Sure. So it really does take counseling with someone who understands all the processes and all the rules.
1: Mm -hmm. So generally the healthier you are, the more likely you might sign up for an Advantage plan. The more kind of move about the country you are, the more you might go towards a a supplement plan. And then how about income? Because I I see it both ways. It, It seems like some people suggest if you're perhaps have a lower than average income, you should just go with Advantage because that's a way to get the, your premium costs uh, as low as possible. And then I see the opposite side. Well, if you have a lower than average income, maybe you ought to go with a supplement and have the the, the higher monthly costs because then the surprises are usually less. I, how do you go about it or what's your thought?
2: <laughs> More protection. I don't judge. Um, yeah. Years ago when I, I've been doing this for eight years. About seven years ago, I met with a gentleman And he's very, very wealthy. Just so much money. And he was paying $2,000 a month for his health insurance. Mm. I come in and I show him a $150 plan versus a $27 plan. And he said, okay, I'm going to think about this. You go away now. Come (laughs) back on Friday. And I walked out like the little minion that I was at the time. All right. And I came back on Friday just assuming this very wealthy man is going to go with the supplemental with the most protection. Sure. And I walked in and he said, "Sign me up for the $0 plan." Okay. The advantage plan. And I said, "Okay, can you explain to me why?" And his response was, "I've got $5,000 if the worst happens." Right. So why would I spend money on something I don't need to? And I walked out thinking at that moment, I'll never judge. I will never judge. So I do see people very low income that want the supplemental for the protection. Mm -hmm. There comes a time that when you're paying more than the max out of pocket on the advantage, you may wanna change. I suppose. A lot of people call me during the open enrollment period and say, why am I spending 200 bucks a month when I could be paying nothing? And they're getting that from the commercials. Mm -hmm, Right. And then we discussed their health. What have they spent on, uh, what would they have spent on medical costs that year? And is it time to try an advantage or stick with the supplemental? Mm -hmm.
1: And I suppose you have software that you could plug in what the costs had been and how they would look. In a supplement plan versus advantage plan,
2: it's all in my head.
1: Perfect, that it's helps all out too. My
2: head.
1: Yeah, well, that's what happens with experience and specialization. You could be somebody that um, does a little bit of insurance in, in all the different areas. You're you're insuring boats and houses and Medicare supplements and advantages, or you could just do the one and be a lot better, a lot deeper, a lot more knowledgeable in the one area. And I think that's that's right on your main specialty. Is, is Medicare supplements advantages, just Medicare insurance in general.
2: Yeah, I do all those other things, but my my sweet spot is Medicare. And people will say, can you help my friend in Florida or can you help my friend in Arizona? And my response is, I wanna be really, really good in Wisconsin. Right. I don't wanna add in all these other states where everything is different. So I have people I can refer you to. Mm -hmm. I don't attempt 50 states or even four states. Yeah, I have coworkers that do many, many states, and I don't think they have the knowledge base that they could have of those outside
1: places. I was just at a retirement conference just the last two days. I was in sunny Fort Lauderdale, uh, and come back to Milwaukee. Here we are. It's uh, early February when we're recording this. It might be uh, March, April, or years down the road. People are listening to uh, listening to this, but uh, I was talking with uh, a lady. She's been on our show before, Marsha Mantell. She's a nationwide Social Security and medicare expert she's written books about social Security, medicare i'll make sure to put links to that and i'm gonna give you a couple of her books because i have i have them 20 feet away from us i'll make sure i get them to you on the on the way out but somebody asked her a question about medicare and she said okay the first thing you do is you get their zip code and the person said wait a second like it comes down to the zip code she said yeah it's the zip code it's not even just the state Uh, but your medicare options could be different based on your zip code within the state i'm thinking there's a lot less zip codes in Wisconsin than the entire country. And that's what helps you become even more of an expert towards, uh, Wisconsin Medicare decisions.
2: Yes. And, and that's where I, I just like to say that I know Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the retirement reveal podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-Step Retirement Plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com. Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. Well, I have a few other things we wanted to go through. Maybe uh, share with us, it's kind of fun to hear stories. Any, uh, obviously without revealing who you're talking about, any just crazy cases, any things that just comes to mind of what was an odd situation that you're able to help, help somebody out in?
2: I am the storyteller. So this could be three hours, but okay. I won't. But just a general overview is, I do a lot of networking. Mm-hmm. Networking and referrals is 100% of my business. And when I network with senior organizations, senior communities, nursing homes, uh, memory cares, they call me from the senior home and they say, well, I have a new member here and they have not had a drug plan ever. Oh, yikes. And oftentimes i will talk with their kids and their kids will say mom was never on a drug in her whole life why would you why should she have a drug plan mm-hmm. so then at that point we look at income and assets to determine if there's any programs that we can find for them mm-hmm. that would take away the fine and if they if they make too much money which is a problem too much money makes them not eligible for programs and then they're paying an additional fifty to sixty dollars a month. Oh yikes! On top of their drug plan, mm-hmm. and it's just so hard to explain to people that there's no common sense in this. Yeah, you you got to let common sense go out the window. You got to accept this is the rules, this is how it works, and unfortunately, this is what you're going to have to your mom's going to have to pay. Yeah, and that happens every month.
1: Yeah, I like that you gave that answer because I was kind of looking for what's the one in a million craziest thing you ever heard? But that's way more important because I hear that one all the time where people turn 65 and they're completely healthy. Why would they pay extra? Why They they don't need prescription drug insurance because they don't have any prescription drugs. What's the point of it? And it's absolutely right on. The, the, the government knows that. It's a, an interesting, weird uh, insurance term called adverse selection. Like if you don't need the insurance until the day before you go into the hospital, that's not how insurance works. Insurance is there just in case tomorrow you go to the hospital or just in case tomorrow you need the prescription drug, even the last 20 years. You know, it's like calling up calling up your home insurance and signing up for it while your house is on fire. Like exactly. you just can't do that. You gotta have it ahead of time. And so mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. They're, they're making sure that you have it ahead of time so that you do have insurance. But that's a tough concept, especially when you hit 65. You're working. And chances are your prescription drug insurance is kind of included already in your working health insurance. It's not included already with Social Security. I'm sorry, with Medicare, Medicare. on there. It's interesting that it is actually included sometimes with the Advantage. But if you're on a supplement plan or maybe a retiree a health plan, it's it's not automatically uh, included. And so what should somebody do? If somebody turns 65, they're not on any prescription drugs, how, how should they go about that?
2: There's a very low cost, every year, there's a very low cost plan. Mm-hmm. And that's my recommendation to take that plan because we never know what tomorrow could could bring right. for prescriptions. And the lowest cost plan this year is $6.30. Okay, Very worth it. I actually send people to the $9.80 plan because it has some more protections built gotcha. in. There are plans that are $101 a month, Okay. and I do have clients on those plans because of the makeup of their drug list. Mm -hmm. So each of those drug plans you really have to customize. And if you're not on any drugs, the other option you have is to sign up for Wisconsin Senior Care. Mm -hmm. Senior Care used to be in 50 states. It cost the state a lot of money. It's often used as a negotiating tool with incoming politi- politicians. Mm-hmm. But we have it right now. And if you sign up for senior care, which is $30 a year, the fine does not start, right. So I offer senior care to many people, but I, I make them promise if their income's over $25,000, I make them promise they're not going to get mad at me if they get prescribed an expensive drug because mm-hmm. it's not going to help them. Based right, on their it income. Won't. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the the lowest level. Like at the minimum, sign up for senior care at the thirty bucks. But yeah, that's a that's a good decision. Okay. Thirty bucks for the cheapest way to go without having the fine. But you know, for seventy bucks a year or 120 bucks a year, like yes, yes, today on January one, you don't have a prescription drug coming in and a cost for that. Things can happen towards mm-hmm. the uh, towards the end of the year. I just actually had um uh, one of our clients and I called them up the first week of January. I said, how's it going? They said, not too good. We're heading out to the, to the doctor to, to look at my cancer results. Well, uh, it's now like January 3rd and it's too late to change a lot of things because of that and having the right insurance that you chose like a month earlier, everything can happen on, on different days. You don't know just cause you have no prescription drugs on December 31st. Doesn't mean it's going to stay that way for the entire year. So maybe it's worthwhile to to bump it out of the three dollars range to, to a little bit higher just in case.
2: Yes, and what you don't know, Jeremy, is since we set this date, mm-hmm. I had a heart attack. Oh my goodness. I went from no medications to 12
1: medications. Oh my goodness.
2: I'm perfectly fine. It was the easiest heart attack that anybody could have in okay. history, but I'm gonna be on these drugs forever. And we don't know from one day to the next.
1: Yeah. Well, you're you're looking like you're on top of the world. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping you're feeling that way too.
2: I feel great. I can't even believe it happened. Yeah, I have I have no um, ongoing issues, but it was quite the shock.
1: I believe it. Well, thank goodness. There's medicine, and you got things yeah. working in time. And I think that's something I want to uh, finish up on. If that's that's all right, you shared with me, and you said you're willing to share this too on the podcast. You just hit Medicare age, mm-hmm. and so you've been planning for other people's Medicare for the last eight years. Tell me about that. What was it like actually hitting Medicare age?
2: I It was the happiest day of my life.
1: I tell people that. I say your 65th birthday will be one of the best birthdays you'll ever remember. It, it, it'd be great.
2: Yes, and for me, Based on income, my Obamacare was $865 a month okay. with an $8,500 deductible. All In right. other words, I had no coverage. Mm-hmm. Everything medical, and I had very next to nothing going on, but sure. everything cost $2,000, and you don't ever get to your deductible, and you just see that money flying out the door. Yeah. And then I started Medicare April 1st, and $27 a month. Mm-hmm. I went with the Advantage plan. Yep. Gives me lots of extra benefits. And I don't even know if I should say this or not, but my bill for my heart attack was $112,000. Mm-hmm. And my out-of-pocket was 570. Oh my goodness. Less than what I paid monthly for a premium. Yeah for that entire process. So I am just singing the praises <laughs> yep. of this plan. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. A lot of the preventative care that would have cost me on Obamacare is free. Yep. I have extra benefits built in. I wanna add before we're done also sure. About these commercials on TV.
1: Let's talk about them. <laughs>
2: and And this just shot me over there because of all the extra benefits that I was mentioning and what they say on these commercials. Please don't believe the commercials. Mm-hmm. They're not insurance companies. They are clearing houses for information. Mm-hmm. And agents like me in fifty states purchase your name and phone number when you make those calls, yeah. All they're doing is selling your name and number to hundreds and hundreds of agents Mm. that will blow up your phone. When they ask your zip code, it's because some states will give those social security benefits back. Your cost of your Medicare, they'll add back to your social security. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin does not.
1: Ah, I got it.
2: And that's why they want your zip code. The benefit card they talk about, Lots and lots of advantage plans have a card that'll give you forty to hundred and fifty dollars depending on your income levels. Mm-hmm. So I train this sounds terrible, but I train my clients to call me first. Yeah. Cause these commercials are very intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I just say, Call me first, I'll talk you down. Right. <laughs> I'll keep you from making that call, and I'll keep you from the frustration of hundreds of calls coming in. Yeah, from salespeople.
1: My goodness, yeah, I hear that. And it's interesting. People will tell me that, "Hey, look, they're they're giving away this." It's like, well, that's a funny commercial because whatever it is you're talking about is actually like legally required for every plan. So it's like they're advertising these things that are not even differentiators, but they talk about it as if they are, and so it gets yeah. you signed up. Like, oh, I gotta I gotta call in so I can get whatever it is. No, you just get that normally. You know, you don't have to call in.
2: I have uh, one gentleman that I signed up uh, when he turned 65, and he happens to take two insulins. Okay. And he was on his Medicare. He was going to be paying $35 a month per insulin. Okay. He made one of those calls. Somebody from another state switched him to a plan, and suddenly he was paying $400 a month for those two insulins. Oh, it's a little different. And there was no way I could switch him back Mm -hmm. until January 1st.
1: Yeah. Uh, So don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just all you're doing is just uh, giving your name out to somebody you don't know when you could be working with somebody that you do know year Mm -hmm. in, and year out, and they know your situation. I got a good feeling that the person that sold it to them wasn't quite asking about their insulin costs, and they just said, you're paying 30 bucks a month i can make it 29 or you know whatever it is yeah <laughs> uh,
2: and i can get you a plan that's going to give you x number of dollars in dental mm-hmm. that you may never use sure but that insulin's extremely important life or death
1: yeah oh my goodness well was there anything that was completely brand new to you like uh, you've, you've planned for other people but you hit medicare age what was the surprise for you when you when you got there
2: i've been singing the praises of it for so long mm-hmm i just love every day i find more benefits that are built in right and more advantages and i was just asked to participate in a listening session with one of the companies that i represent
1: and it was just so much fun to be able to tell mm-hmm. them how much i love this plan <laughs> oh well, that's great good for you was well, there anything i should have asked that i hadn't already
2: maybe just that people need to have an open mind to Additional protections, mm-hmm. additional things that can help protect them along with their Medicare. Yeah, and there are many things out there that people don't even know exist.
1: Yeah, Wait, what are some? Give me some examples.
2: Cancer, heart attack, stroke.
1: There. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are different uh, critical illness insurance. Yes. I think is what they're they yes. call it. Yep.
2: And and these plans are interesting because your medical insurance your supplemental or your advantage pays the doctors sure these pay you
1: mm-hmm.
2: a lump sum some of them pay you based on services so you go to the hospital you get x number of dollars others pay you a lump sum hmm. so i actually purchased a plan 3 years ago oh and my plan was cancer heart attack stroke critical illness gotcha. and i'm going to have a lump sum that's going to come to me that's going to be really welcomed
1: (laughs) i believe it and you're (laughs) as healthy as can be as far as you know as far as i can tell right now Uh, and so in a way that was uh i'm not gonna say it was unnecessary but just imagine so many other people where uh you're still working right now you might not have been able to to work for a short amount of time or a longer amount of time and so having that come in is going to be helpful a nice little bonus that you had the foresight but for some people it's not a bonus it's a critical situation that's why they call it critical illness like something critical happens you may just need that that money coming in so yeah worth exploring for people
2: the cancer plan you can take out a five thousand dollar cancer plan Mm -hmm. which would help you with your drugs
1: sure that
2: people don't even think about because you've got to pay for your drugs in medicare yeah and um, I highly recommend that. Even even a little teeny tiny $5,000 payout, all, although you can go way higher, mm-hmm. but that's very affordable sure. and can help you protect yourself.
1: One, okay. well, I think too, oftentimes these um, fundraisers you see people have a, a health issue and it's helped them cover their, their medical bills that aren't covered by insurance. And this is like your own fundraiser. You just paid a, a little bit of an insurance premium on a you know, monthly basis. And then whenever you do have that situation, you get the big lump sum coming in to, to help you defray those costs.
2: Statistics of these things happening are so high. Mm-hmm. They're frightening. And I don't like to frighten anybody. Yeah. Um. But it is reality. If you look around at how many of your friends have had heart mm-hmm. attacks or have had cancer, it's a really good additional protection to add. And it has nothing to do with your Medicare.
1: Right, yeah. Well, let's finish with that. Uh, that's a that's a great bit of advice to, yes, you definitely uh, hit ages where you're kind of triggered by just everyone talking about 65 and Medicare and supplements and advantages. And then, of course, you get the, the commercials you probably should ignore uh, every year anyways. But uh, that's a good one to just add in that people probably weren't uh, thinking about to explore that area, the critical illness insurance. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Nancy, thanks for coming on the show. You're a wealth of knowledge and I'm I'm glad you're on this side of the ground because you're, you're doing great (laughs) and you're helping out a lot of people.
2: I love what I do and I can do it until I'm 80. So why not? Yeah,
1: exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks Nancy uh, for coming on the show and thank you too for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions.
0: Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.